Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, before we get to the Vikings and Twins here, Jim, uh, the uh, Minnesota Loons fire their head coach. He's the only head coach they've had since joining the MLS. Is it uh, performance of the team or what's going on? Uh, honestly, and I have to admit here, we're talking here on Friday afternoon, and I'm without internet, and I'm way behind on everything, so I'm just oh, getting no. news from you. I didn't <laughs> right. know that. Yes. Um, Adrian, it's funny, because Adrian Heath, uh, you know, when I when the Loons first came into existence, mm-hmm. you know, I, I spent a little time around that team, and, you know, I always got the sense that they liked Adrian, but didn't love him and didn't love some of his strategies. Uh, I think they wanted to be loyal to him. They had a certain amount of success. They just kind of plateaued here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily his fault, but he's been there for a long time. He's kind of a feisty dude. Um, and so I can't give you great insights into this. I'll just say that I, I'm not completely shocked. Yeah, it, it's recent news, too. I should have asked you ahead of time. But yeah. uh, was what had, had people seen this coming? It was kind of, you don't seem to be really shocked by the deal. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had fired him two years ago or last year or this year. Um, Again, I, you know, it's always easy to blame the coach. I don't know that it's his fault that they haven't uh, peaked more. Um, you know, Reynoso is such a key player for them, and he had all of his issues in the off season that got them off to a little bit, a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. I, I don't know, but but I, I and I have to be honest here too. I also don't know enough about soccer to be able to break down his <laughs> sure. strategic acumen. Yeah. I can't tell you that he was great at doing this or that. You know. I have to. I have to. When it comes to soccer, I have to stand back and just look at results. And the results are okay. Uh, let's talk Vikings then, uh, as they get set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. It was the best Viking defensive performance of the season last week against Carolina. Might have been a little product of who they were facing, though, wasn't it? Oh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got to face a rookie quarterback and an offense that doesn't threaten you deep at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was really a nice setup for them. Uh, so we saw two really two major developments. Number one was Harrison Smith at the line of scrimmage, blitzing, making it a massive impact. And number two, Marcus Davenport making a big impact as a pass rusher. So they blitzed less and got home more, which is, of course, what everybody would love to do. Uh, now the question is, how do those things translate against Patrick Mahomes? Now, mm. Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest football player who ever lived. He might be the greatest quarterback. He might just be the greatest quarterback in the game today. Whatever, however you want to phrase it, he's yep. really good. But he's not, he's not playing his best right now, and the Kansas City receivers are not very good. They have not had, had a receiver top 70 yards in receiving this year. Hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson Jefferson's averaging like 136 yards a game. Uh, the Chiefs don't have anybody, including Travis Kelsey, who's top 70 yards in a single game. Uh, they've dropped a lot of passes. They've batted some in the air. Uh, and they've kind of gotten through it. Hmm. You know, they've, they've won through Two close games. I've lost the close game. They won a blowout against the Bears when the Bears were at their worst. Uh, you know, Mahomes threw two really crazy interceptions on Sunday night against the Jets. So I'm not going to say the Vikings should win this game, but they might be catching the Chiefs at a time where they have a chance. When you go from a quarterback on a rookie contract to a quarterback with the biggest contract in football, uh, you you have to give up some talent some places. And right now the Chiefs are saving money at the wide receiver position, it seems. Exactly. Uh, they went and, you know, a few years ago, they, they won one Super Bowl with Tyreek Hill. They won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill, but with Juju Smith-Schuster 
and with Nicole Hardman playing a nice role at receivers. Now it's just kind of kids and retreads yeah. at receiver. Yeah. Uh, and Kelsey is still a great threat, but he has not been particularly explosive this year. Mm-hmm. And the other receivers just haven't made many plays. And Mahomes, he, and Mahomes has, has his career-high interception rate this year, maybe because he's not completely comfortable with those guys. It was seemed like more, well, I shouldn't say it seemed like more blitzing. I don't know. But the Vikings were at the line of scrimmage a lot last week against the rookie, Bryce Young. If they blitz too much against Mahomes, he's going to burn them at some point. Yeah, and they actually blitzed at a lower rate last week. Ah. They showed blitz more often, and, and they brought, and sometimes, I mean, there, there was a time they lined up seven rushers and rushed two and dropped all their defensive linemen into cover. So ah. it's, it's really uh, all about the skies and hitting in different angles, uh, you know, Technically, some of the times Smith Smith rushed, he wasn't considered a blitzer because he was one of three or four rushers. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really about Flores just trying to change looks. Um, Mahomes is very good at at reacting to that, but but you know you can't just sit back and say, "Oh, Mahomes is great. We can't we can't try anything." Sure. You have to you have to do something to try to deceive him, something to try to make him hesitate for a second. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Vikings will try and do that. Hey, I saw that the Vikings signed Tanner Morgan uh, to their yeah. practice squad today. That's that's good news. He had he hadn't made the the Pittsburgh practice squad, and he was an analyst for the Gophers. Good to see him getting a chance with the Vikings organization. Yeah, Hall has had some kind of mystery ailment; hasn't been himself. So they think that he's brought in Tanner just just for practice depth, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So he gets uh, a week or two uh, exposure with an NFL team. It seems to me as though Tanner Morgan's probably a coach in the making, wouldn't you? Yes, he has that personality. Um, now, coaching profession's brutal. You yeah. know, just because you say you want to be a coach doesn't mean you're going to end up coaching LSU someday. Uh, but you know, there's probably a place for him in that profession. Uh, how are they going to defend against Chris Jones? I would imagine we'll see him in and around the center quite a bit coming up on Sunday. Yep, and Bradbury looks like he's going to be ready to go. I would think that this would be the week you'd see Reisner in there. Reisner, mm. uh, his history with the, the Broncos, he's used to facing Chris Jones. It would not be an unusual matchup for him. Uh, Chris Jones is excellent, but you know that, that might help. Mm-hmm. Uh, roster building, your column uh, about the Twins and, and how they went about building the pitching staff in particular. You know, it doesn't matter how the players arrive on your roster as long as they're good ones, and they've used all manner of player acquisition to put this team together. Yeah, there, there's still a couple of players from the old regime on this team, Polanco and Kepler in particular, but mm-hmm. mostly this is a Falvey-driven roster now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just point out that as of New Year's Day, he didn't, they didn't think they were going to have Correa. They didn't know who their shortstop was going to be. They didn't, you know, they still had a rise on the roster. They didn't. They felt like they needed another arm. They didn't have very good roster depth coming off a year where they had all these injuries. And really, in a flurry of moves, he uh, he gets Correa signed. He trades a rise for Pablo Lopez, and everybody understands why they made that move now. Um, and then he si- he trades for Taylor, signs Castro, uh, signs Solano. And all of a sudden, those guys. And now you look at it, and that's why they're here. Yeah, those guys. You yeah. know, and and uh, every every winter is kind of a mad scramble. And Falvey said yesterday, "Hey, listen," he said, "There are thirty, there are thirty teams, and all, of, if not all, most are really good at what they do. And mm-hmm. everybody has analytics. Everybody has you know large staffs." He said, 
everything's just it's just kind of this crazy scramble to put your team together and try to get get places before other people get them. And this scramble worked out really well. The Twins have the best player 24 through 26, and then beyond that, as we know every year, as they've had in a long time, this is a deep roster. Yes, uh, Castro, Solano, Farmer, Taylor. I mean, and look, it, it's probably the simplest way to put it is, we went into this year thinking they had to have Buxton healthy for them to be a decent team, and they ended up being a really good team without Byron Buxton down the stretch in the playoffs. Uh, can they beat the Astros? Can they? Sure. Mm. Uh, if they pitch lights out and if they get, you know, if if people like Lewis, Kepler, Polanco produce. Mm. And reality is, you know, don't know who it could be. It could be anybody in the lineup. But I think those are the most likely uh, candidates. Um, they're going to have some, have some inexperienced players get some big hits. They're going to have to pitch really well. They're going to have to have the bullpen show up. Uh, I mean, listen, the Astros are favored for many good reasons, but this wouldn't be the greatest upset in the history of sports. No, not at all. Hey, uh, so unfortunately, you know, preseason games, the NHL, the guys got to get out there. Some of Jared Spurgeon leaves in the first period uh, last night with an injury. I know they don't really update specifics, but just talk about what an impact of any sort of long-term injury to Spurgeon might have. Yeah, I mean, this is, they're basically coming back with, pretty close to the same roster they had last year. Mm-hmm. Last year's team was not as good in the regular season as the previous years, and once again went out in the first round, and they just they just rely on Spurgeon for so much. Mm-hmm. He just He's he's their best defenseman. Uh, he moves the puck beautifully. He's always in the right position, very smart. Uh, you know, moves the puck well in the power play, great on the penalty kill. He just He's one of their best players. He might be their second best player overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they really cannot afford for him to be out long. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.